the seventeenth day. Second reason, the love of our Lord. Number one, how he loves the souls in purgatory. Consider that Jesus has the same infinite love for the souls in purgatory as he has for all the souls for whom he has shed his blood. Everyone can say, he loves me and has died for me. If there are degrees to infinity, he must love them more than us because as they are confirmed in grace, they can no longer sin. They will no longer offend him and they can praise and adore him more tenderly than we can. Let there be no doubt the eyes and the heart of merciful Jesus are constantly fixed on those martyrs, our deceased brethren. Far from forgetting them, from leaving them amidst their suffering, we might say that Jesus suffers along with them. He suffers as Redeemer for those souls which he bought by sacrifice, as Father, as Spouse, and as Head of the mystical body. Their suffering reminds him of his own suffering. Their love entreats his love. If he could die again, he would, in order to pay their debts and open the gates of heaven to them. And to hold back the power of his love, he must give way to his wisdom and to all the merciful justice of a God who abhors the slightest stain. Let's ask for a heart like that of Jesus. Let's love our brethren of the suffering church as he does. Let's love them tenderly, for they are holy and their torment is so severe. Let's love them as ourselves, for the love of God. Thus, we will relieve them of a huge part of their suffering and will help in their liberation. Number two, oh, how our Lord would like for us to comfort the souls in purgatory. Jesus can't deliver the souls from purgatory. Divine justice prevents him from doing so. But from the tabernacle where love keeps him captive, he encourages the faithful to pray for them and to bring torrents of refreshing peace and consolation to their place of atonement. One day he told St. Gertrude, Every time you deliver a prisoner, it's as if you were delivering me from captivity and I will reward you such as you deserve. On the altar where he offers himself, he doesn't want his sacrifice to be offered a single time without having the priest and his assistants remembering the suffering church. He has combined in one precious treasure all his merits, all those of his holy mother and those of all the saints. He asks all the faithful to plunge their hands into that treasure chest of love and to take as much as hands can hold and offer atonement for the debts of those suffering souls. From the tabernacle, he cries out, Give me my children, deliver them with prayer, by holy masses and by indulgences. Hasten the moment when I will crown them in glory and pour my eternal blessing upon them. To stimulate our charity, he continuously repeats what he told his disciples when speaking to them about the poor. Everything you do for the least of my children, you do unto me. He will reward us one day as though he had been delivered. Dear friends, what a powerful reason for our burning with zeal for such a great and easily accomplished mission. What a joy it is to be able to so easily satisfy the burning desires of the sacred heart of Jesus. Our divine Savior one day told Blessed Maria Lataste, There is nothing you can do which is more agreeable to God than to deliver souls from purgatory. 
Among those souls, those of priests are not remembered often enough by the faithful. Yet how great and numerous are the blessings which we owe to priests. From crib to grave, priests are the distributors of so many graces, consolations, support, and advice. Our Lord one day said to Maria Lataste, My daughter, pray constantly. Pray for my priests, for you do not pray for them enough. The faithful forget that it is their duty to pray for priests who are their fathers in regard to their salvation. The greater a person's dignity, the greater is his responsibility and more severe will be his judgment. That is why so many priests must spend time in purgatory. Pray for their liberation so that when they enter paradise, they will become our powerful intercessor with God. Example. In a letter written to a woman of the world, Father Lacordaire wrote about a Polish peasant who had died and was placed in the flames of atonement by divine justice. His pious wife prayed for his soul constantly. Believing her prayers to be insufficient, she wanted to touch the heart of Jesus by having a mass celebrated in his honor for the liberation of the soul that she was mourning. Being quite poor, she didn't have the necessary sum for that Mass to be celebrated. She approached a rich, atheistic philosopher who knew and humbly presented him with her dilemma. The latter, allowing his heart to be moved, gave her what she asked for. The widow immediately had a Mass celebrated in the Sacred Heart Chapel and participated with great fervor. A few days later, God allowed the deceased peasant to appear before the rich benefactor. I thank you, he said, for the offering you made for the holy sacrifice of the Mass. That offering has delivered my soul from purgatory where it was held prisoner. Now, in return for your charity, I come on behalf of the Lord to warn you of your approaching death and your need to reconcile with God. The rich man converted and died with the deepest love and affection for the heart of Jesus. Let us pray. O Jesus, full of mercy and goodness, you love humanity so deeply. You justify it by faith and you glorify it by grace. I beg you through the merits of the sacred wound opened on your side by the soldier's lance, deliver the deceased from the fire and purgatory and make them worthy of the glory of your saints. Be their conciliator, O Jesus. Call your children and our brethren to your eternal kingdom. May they rest in peace.